It is week number seven in the National Football League already. We are almost two months through the NFL season. Time is flying, and the games are getting more important. What's going on, everybody? It's the Always 100 Podcast live on Block Talk Radio on blogtalkradio.com. Calling number is always there for you at 347-857-4368. 347-857-4368. Find the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify by searching Always 100 Podcasts. Uh, on the line with me, as always, are my two esteemed co-hosts, Uncle Trevor and my mom, Mona. What's going on, guys? Hey, Quinn. Let's do this, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, hey, what's going on, Quinn? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, so, so um, here we go. It, it, this is just a, a massive week of games tonight. We got seven games on the game schedule. We, we, we start every week by looking at Thursday night football, and it's a very important matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the Denver Broncos. KC is favored by three in the Mile High City. Kickoff is slated for 820, and we are leading you right up to kickoff. So, Mom, starting with you here, Kansas City at the Mile High City to face the Broncos. You go and tell us what's going to happen here tonight. Well, about three weeks ago, I would have told you that Kansas City would have crushed Denver without even blinking an eye. Now, the last two weeks, uh, Kansas City has looked a little suspect. You know, is it Andy Reid going back to his same old predictability that I could call his plays back when he was a Philly? Or is it just a little blip on the radar? I don't know. Wonder which one it is. Um, but I think all in all, even though Kansas City is on the um, the away side, I still think they have a much stronger team than Denver. So I expect that they're going to pick up the pieces and have it all come together, and they'll be back on top with this game. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, yeah, that, that's I don't know. This game, this game is really hard to. To analyze really because Kansas City is better. They got the better quarterback. They got the better. They got the better team entirely, except when you talk about the defense and the running game. Kansas City's defense is just flat terrible. There's just no other way around it. It's just not very good. Okay, um, you know it's bad when you can't stop the run. And you can't stop, and you can't run the football, and that's what the Chiefs' problem is. Um, injuries have been a big problem for Kansas City as well, and the Denver Broncos. If we're really being honest, the Denver Broncos should probably have two or three more wins. Okay, they they gave away a game at Green Bay that they could have won. Okay, their defense held Green Bay scoreless, I think, in the second half, something like that. Should have won that game in Lambeau Field. They had a game against the Chicago Bears where, simply put, they just got hosed um, because I'm pretty sure the time ran out on that. And while I sat there right next to you and told you they're gonna not, they're gonna give them one second, and Pinero's gonna kick the field goal, 
And what do you know, Pinguero kicks it right down the middle from 53 yards to win the game that the Bears shouldn't have won. Okay? And then the Jaguars did the same thing after Joe Flacco led a game-winning drive. Joe Flacco did his part. And, yeah, roughing the passer call here and there, that was a little ticky-tacky. And the Jaguars took a walk-off field goal. So, really what I'm trying to get at is maybe Denver – Simply put, it's just a lot better than we think. Um, Denver's got a great chance to win this game, in my opinion. Will they? Uh, Well, you're asking me to pick Joe Flacco or Patrick Mahomes. I don't know just yet. Uncle Trevor, what what do you think? Well, I mean, do you think Jacoby Brissett is better than Patrick Mahomes? Nope. Uh, take the yeah, team. Well, take the team to win. I mean, Denver's at home. Denver's got the better defense. Denver's got a quarterback, although he's like, you know, I guess fifty years old or whatever. He's not hobbling <laughs> around like Mahomes. He's not hobbling around like Mahomes is. They can. Run, Denver can run the ball. Kansas City can't. You know, Denver's at home. Kansas City's not. So I mean, really, I mean, Denver probably should be favored. Even though they, I mean, I guess they're one and four, or whatever. Because you know, Kansas City, mm-hmm. Mahomes is getting battered back there, and Denver's going to be, hit them too. They're going to come after, and they're going to hit them. So I mean, the main thing is if Flacco just doesn't choke, Denver really should win. It's just you got you got you're betting betting on Flacco, not to um, not to just mess up. Because really, really, Denver Denver should win. Kansas City's taking – Kansas City has a lot of injuries. But, I mean, they they, they are taking a step back because I, I figured they would this year. But injuries are, are part of that. I mean, Denver wins this game. They're only a game behind Kansas City. Kansas City lost, yeah. only lost two at home. And, I mean, I don't know. Mahomes, he's not going to get any healthier. He's really, he's really lucky he hasn't suffered a more serious injury yet. The way he's getting beat up back there. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, um, yeah, I agree with that. I, um, it's just, you know, Flacco is the only reason why I hesitate in picking Denver. I just don't know what to expect from him. I know. Maybe they let, maybe they, you know, let him. I don't know. I don't want to. He's just, hmm. he's just so immobile in the pocket that you get any yeah, kind of he, pressure on him. He, any kind of pressure at all, he's just going to take a sack. He's going to throw the ball away. But, you know, he, he's the X factor tonight. If he plays decent, Denver should win. Yeah. Bob, anything to add? Well, I mean, you know, Trev makes very good points uh, about the defense being better on Denver's side. And you made a good point about Kansas City's rushing game is off. Uh, but I, I do think that even with bad ankles, that Mahomes is still more mobile than Flacco and can still do more things as a natural ability um, quarterback than Flacco. So I think that he's the X factor. If Mahomes can do well, then I think the whole team will do well. So I still think that Kansas City will come out on top, despite Denver being at home and having the better defense. So, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see in about an hour when they start. Uh, we know what yeah. happens, but now it should be a good game. It should be a really good game. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be a fantastic game. The only thing I'll add to it is I have Philip Lindsay, Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey tonight in fantasy. Part of me doesn't want to pick this game, and part of me is like, for me to win this week, Kansas City's going to have to go off and score some points. And I think they will. They're, they're going to score points because they have to. Now, the problem is the Broncos aren't going to score points because they, they, they scored 16 points against the Tennessee Titans. Their defense allowed zero points, um, and their defense is playing a lot better, like you would think they would be. Um, but the bottom line of this game is it's very important, and the reason being is because, hey, we're going to talk about this next. Folks, so the, the Oakland Raiders might actually be good or a lot better than we think. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, we were scoffing at the Raiders, and if, if they pull this game off at Lambeau Field the way that some may think they will, realize that the Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs would be what? They're, what are they, 4-2 right now? Uh, they don't win tonight. That's four and three. The Bronco, uh, the, the Oakland Raiders could be four and two, okay, in second place behind the Kansas City Chiefs, who we thought earlier in the year would just run away with the division. So, yeah, that's something to, that that's just something to think about. So, it's going to be a fantastic game, and I can't wait to watch. Next game, or actually. Actually, yeah, we'll do a couple of these games, and mom, you'll get Throwback Thursday. So there's seven, well, there's six games on Sunday that we're going to talk about, uh, highlighted obviously by the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. Put other very good games on the list: Green Bay at Oakland for sure, Houston Texans at Indianapolis at one o'clock, Minnesota at Detroit which is actually, I, I think actually is going to be a really, really good game. And the two late games, New Orleans at the Chicago Bears, 425, and the Baltimore Ravens at Russell Wilson's house in the Pacific Northwest. That's going to be, we, we've, we've got an amazing slate of games, and let's get right to it. We talked about, we teased this game just a second ago. We're going to talk about the Oakland Raiders and the Green Bay Packers now. Green Bay is favored by six and a half. Uh, one person on this on this show said the Raiders were going to go two and fourteen. So <laughs> would that person that person will start us off and talk us that about was, the Green Bay Packers was, and the Oakland Raiders. Go, go ahead, on the show. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland shed their their troublemaker. Oakland Oakland shed their their problem, and they're they're doing better because of it. They never should have traded for them in the first place. But you know Pittsburgh thanks them for doing that. But you know that Oakland—I don't know what Oakland was doing trading for Antonio Brown. So, but still, I mean, the Raiders surprised me. I thought he was going to—I thought he was going to cause dissension on that team, but he didn't get a chance to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, <laughs> now what am I saying? Uh, Green Bay is coming off a. Of, travesty of a game on Monday night where the Zebras conspired to give them a victory they didn't deserve to win. 
Normally, you know, in a short short weeks, Monday night, you know, the team play Monday night, we'd be at disadvantage, but they're playing at home again. So, and Oakland, I, I don't know. It's really hard to figure Oakland. I really don't think they're that good. But, but I mean, I guess their record is their record. I am, um, I'm going to pick Green Bay. They're at home. And even, I mean, if Oakland wins this game, they're definitely for real. But I, I, I don't believe it. I believe it when I see it. I'm not picking Green Bay. All right, Mom, what, what, what do you think? Well, regardless of whether Oakland is for real or not, the refs are going to make sure that the Packers win because that's what they do. You know, the fix is always in for the Packers to win. I, I told Quinn this years ago. A buddy of mine said, watch Green Bay offensive line. They always hold, and they never get called. Okay, so Bakhtiari, you know, he's holding. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Doesn't get called. Matter of fact, hey, guess what? Let's call on against the other team, you know, instead. You know, I, I, I just get so frustrated watching Green Bay games. The only reason why I watched them at all this year is because they played Dallas a couple weeks ago. But I just almost refuse to watch their games because I know that there's always going to be something that they get in their favor. I mean, what about the uh, – was that the Hail Mary? Uh, didn't that – wasn't that something in, um, De- in Detroit? Yeah, four yeah. field. Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. You know, it always seems to happen. So, anyway, um, Oakland is doing better than I anticipated. Um, I did, like I said before, enjoy watching the um, Hard Knocks. So I kind of feel like I know some of the guys on the team, and I I have an affinity for Oakland. But I actually did not think they were going to do well. And I did not believe that Gruden was a very good coach. Can't say that, you know, have really changed my opinion on Gruden as a coach. But I think that um, they do have some players who are really trying to make the best out of the situation and give the fans a good last season in Oakland. So, uh, other than that, Green Bay will probably win just because. So, that's what I think. Um. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. I I was just I absolutely sickened by what I was watching Monday night. I couldn't believe that. I really, really could because I, I'm just I, I'm watching the replay, folks. The replay is worse. It, it, it's worse when you watch the play happen. It really, really is because Bontiar, that the man's hand wasn't even close to his face. Okay, and the the saddest thing about that is despite all the points that Detroit left on the field, okay, despite all that, um, they stopped Aaron Rodgers with a minute and 45 seconds left, okay? They're going to kick the field goal. The clock, by by the way, folks, the clock's not running. They're going to kick the field goal. Mason Crosby, who's a really good kicker, he'll make the field goal 23-22. They have got a minute and 40 seconds to get three points. That's it. They, all, the, all Detroit needs, because I think Detroit's actually good, but they, had an, they got royally shafted by 
the zebras. And it's not me saying it. Booger McFarlane was on the telecast talking about, yeah, um, yeah, y'all, y'all can't call that. That it's not even close. Like it's not even close to a penalty. And you called that, and you took a possession away from the Lions. And I told you, Bob, off the air, that this is a game that's going to matter in December when, I don't know, the Lions might actually be, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, they already got a tie against Arizona. So, hey, instead of being, you know, 10-6, and six, there might be 9-6, or instead of 9-7, and seven, it'll be 9-6-1 and one, instead of, 11 and 5 or 10 and 6. And this is a game that, honestly, a game that Detroit deserved to win. And to see that Detroit deserved to win, and they still made that terrible call, I- I'm sorry. You just can't, you just can't do it. And that, Detroit was one of many teams that got victimized by horrific officiating. Mom, we're, we're going to talk about your Cowboys a little bit later in the show. They were they, they were on that list too. Believe me. Oh yeah, they were on that list too. We'll, we'll, no, no, we're not going to do it now. You you'll get your chance to to let it all out because believe me, I know you want to. So you, you you'll get your chance. You'll get your shot a little bit later when we talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles. But you know, the Cleveland Browns got victimized by terrible officiating. Those are just three teams off the top of my head. Oh, and Green Bay had calls go against them too. Okay, like that that whole game was badly officiated. So, my, the bottom line is, you know, Green Bay's a better team than Oakland, and they're at home. And Oakland's been on the road for like all season. I I I think, like Detroit, uh, Oakland will not be at home until November third, like. That is an eternity to be on the road. So, you know, I think Oakland's going to put up a really good fight. But at the end of the day, when you got Aaron Rodgers and the Zebras conspiring against you, you're not going to win the game, period. Give me the Packers, minus minus six and a half. Um, Uncle Trevor, you got anything to add to that or what? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, Oakland is going. It's a little bit colder too. So these warmer climate teams normally struggle on the road in in cold weather environments. So I mean, if the weather's in the down the thirties and whatnot, that it could be, that's even more of a problem for Oakland on Sunday. So it looks like Green Bay's going to win. I mean, you know, maybe Derek Carr would surprise us all. I, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. Uh, Green Green Bay. Sunday fifty nine, sunny fifty nine in Green Bay on Sunday. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Sunny fifty nine. Yeah, so there'll, there'll be one o'clock. One o'clock should be near sixty in Green Bay. So, I think that should should be a good 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 game for the Raiders. So, I mean, the Raiders got a lot of good players. I mean, but I tell you this though, the Packers, that Packers defense though, boy, they they get after you, boy. They could. They may not be able to cover people, but they can certainly get after people. So, you know, that front seven can put pressure on the quarterback, and that's going to be something to something to watch out for and see if the Oakland line can hold up because 
they got some good players, like Mom said. I mean, you know, Josh Jacobs from Alabama. I really like him. I like Waller, the Waller, the tight end, the big, the big tight end from Hard Knocks. He's pretty oh, yeah, good. He just got Ty- paid. Yeah, yeah, and he should have. That's really it's good for him. You know, I'm, I'm, we're happy for him, definitely. But you know, we're also, you know, Tyrell Williams coming over from San Diego to to play. Uh, to, to play wide receiver in Oakland, he, he's a nice big target for them. It, it really just comes down to can the Oakland defense get enough stops? Because you're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers. Let's just let's not be ridiculous. But you know, it, can you get enough stops to where you can have a shot in the final three, four minutes of the game for the Oakland Raiders? Because if you can, you can't really ask for very much at Lambeau Field um, against the Packers at, in their building. So, I think I think this is going to be one of the best games of the day. All right, next game on the list. While we're coming to you here, we're going to talk about the, uh, you know what, the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. I, I think that's what we're going to do. Um, and then we'll get Minnesota and Detroit out the way before Throwback Thursday. So, Rob, uh, well, we're coming to you here. The Houston Texans might actually be good, like really good. And the Indianapolis Colts, they also might actually be pretty good. Um, this game's going to be unbelievable. The Colts are favored by one. You know, what, what do you think is going to happen here? I actually am surprised the Colts are favored because I thought Houston had a really good uh, showing last week. Um, they they put it all together, and Deshaun Watson was awesome. So I, I'm surprised the Colts are actually favored because Deshaun is a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, and I do think that the Texans' defense is better. Colts' offense is better. I'm sorry, um, Texans' offense is better than the Colts. So I just think if you look place by place as far as um, – positions, I think the Texans have a stronger team. Coaching, though, to me, goes to the Colts. I think Frank Reich is a better coach than Bill O'Brien. But take that out of the equation. I think Houston should – it's not going to be an easy game by no means, but I do believe that Houston will come out and dominate and, and win that game. Wow, you think Houston's going to dominate and win the game? Take you're going to take the point and go with the Houston Texans, huh? Yeah, I, I'm taking Houston. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Uncle Trevor. What, what do you think, Wes? So who who is at home here? Who's at home and who's on the road? Andy. Andy's Colts at home. Colts are at home. Okay, well that makes a difference right there. And the Colts, I think, dominated Houston last year. If I remember correctly, they beat him up pretty good in the playoffs. They had Andrew Luck, you know. Now they got Brissett, but they got they got they got a good offensive line. They can run the ball, and the defense, you know, humiliated Mahomes. Held him to only what ten points and beat him up. And <laughs> Houston, well, they did. And I mean, I think you know Houston. Everyone thinks they're really great now. They went to Kansas City and beat them, but the Colts did the same thing. And, Nicole, like I said, the Colts' defense actually shut them down more than Houston did. I think the Colts are going to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. They're going to knock him down. 
loosen them up a little bit, and they're going to play ball control, and they're going to win. Probably, probably mm. about 10 points. Mm. Wow. Huh. Okay. Um, huh. This game is, yeah, this this game is tough because every – Every single fiber of my being is like, yeah, the the Texans are due for a letdown. They're gonna mess around, and you're gonna be you're gonna be sad that you picked the picked the Houston Texans at Indy because Indy keeps winning, like it's won four out of the last five, and all that good stuff. And then I think about it, and I'm going, the last time we saw the Colts was that, uh, before the Kansas City game. The guy out here wants the Oakland Raiders by it, it was. What was it, thirty-one to twenty-four? But it, it, I, I promise it wasn't that much. Clo- it wasn't that close. Okay, the Raiders just simply put dominated the game, um, and that that was uh, a very lackluster performance on the part of the Colts. But here's what the Colts do well: they run the football. They run the football very well. Jack Doyle's okay as a tight end. T.Y. Hilton is as injury-prone as they get, but when he's on the field, he is absolutely terrific. But, you know, him is hit or miss. So, you know, he's got to – we got to factor that in. Um, look, Deshaun Watson is in the MVP conversation, if you ask me, because let's be honest, you take Deshaun Watson off the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans are absolutely horrible. Okay, they 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 just, they just are. Right? I mean, without that guy, I mean, what are they? I mean, offensively, defensively, they still got JJ Watt, and they still got a couple nice players on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, they they couldn't move the ball without if Deshaun Watson wasn't on this team. So it's it's just one of those things where I think Deshaun is finally getting his due. Um, is one of the one of the best players in the league, and you know, well, I, I I know you really like him. I, I really like Deshaun Watson myself. So, you know, I but but Jacoby Brissett and the Colts. I mean, this is a, this is one of those games where both teams are doing really well, and it might come down to a field goal or here or there because these games are going to be close. Um, and I have to you if you're picking this game, you have to really choose between. Do you like Deshaun Watson? Do you like Jacoby Brissett? That's how you choose this game. Um, me personally, I'll take the Houston Texans plus the one point. So, all right. Anything to add, guys? Or no? Right, we should move on to the next game. I think oh. we're good. Think we're good. All right. Last game before Throwback Thursday. I'll start with this one: Minnesota at the Detroit Lions, and uh, Minnesota is also favored by a point. Um, this game is going to be a really good game too because the NFC North is just really a competitive division. Um, all four teams are at least decent. Um, and the Packers might be one of the top two teams in the league and those are really lucky and they get a lot of calls, but they have a defense. The Bears, we know what they represent on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have a quarterback. The Vikings. I mean, Adam Thielen and Kirk. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Kirk Cousins should, should, should keep having triple threat steel cage matchups in the locker room. 
and then they, then they might start winning every time. Okay, they might just keep. They, they, Adam Thielen should probably lock Kirk Cousins in the room, give him some boxing gloves, and say, "No, nah, we're gonna fight till we get everything, get, get, get all our differences out. Well, you, you are not leaving. You two are not leaving until we beat the crap out of each other and get everything fixed. Okay, that that's what they should do every time. Look, you know, Cousins maybe, can't fight, so he just gets beat up and just decides I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, go out probably. there and get beat up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 I mean, Kirk Cousins probably took his helmet and knocked, knocked Adam Thielen over the head with it. Oh, that, that's, probably, that's probably the only way Kirk Cousins get, got got out of there. Okay, that, 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 I mean, I mean, come on, because when Kirk Cousins started apologizing to people and everything, guess what? The Vikings started winning, and I understand one of those games was against the New York Giants. Okay, they they stink defensively. They they really do. So. I, you put whatever you want into that game. Um, last week against the Eagles, who don't stink, well, they don't stink totally, but they stink defensively. Kirk Cousins was on fire. He 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 was on fire. Stephon Diggs, well, you need to you need to watch that game. And I don't care if Amari Cooper plays or not. If Michael Gallup doesn't have 150 yards against Rasul Douglas or any corner that plays on the Philadelphia Eagles, he's sorry. Period. He is sorry. Rasul Douglas got out here. I mean, Stephon Diggs had four yards of separation on two touchdowns. The guy can't cover him. He can't cover anyone. Okay? The, 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 the Eagles secondary was an abomination, and Kirk Cousins did exactly what he was supposed to do. Go for over four, almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Drop them right on their head. That, that's what you have when you call out people, Zach Brown. That's why. Oh, wow. You know, I think Minnesota might, is probably going to win this game because to go along with that, we already know what they represent defensively. And Dalvin Cook is just a monster. He really is. Dalvin Cook is just awesome. So, with all that being said, I'll lay the one point and take Minnesota at Ford Field to get the job done against Matthew Stafford and the Lions. Uncle Trevor, what do you think? Um, again, this is a short week for Detroit. But like Green Bay, though, they're playing at home. So that, that will help them. I mean, this game really is a toss-up. Denver, I mean, Detroit probably would be favored if they didn't have that short week and they're probably a little bit angry over what happened in Green Bay. I would say they would win. Kirk Cousins is, is not is never going to do what he did against anybody else other than Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Philadelphia secondary is probably well, you know Pitt secondary was very bad a few years ago. We made you know Ryan Switzer, a former Steeler, five point a five point five forty for the seat number ten. It's, I'm, I'm probably faster than him at this point in my life. <laughs> And Pitt, Pitt couldn't stop him at all. He was running all around Pitt. <laughs> the Eagles' secondary oh. is probably worse than Pitt's secondary back then. Oh, oh and, and they have one of the players from that secondary on their starting lineup. It's almost like, almost like they want you to, they want to lose. They, they, their secondary is a joke. And you're going to have somebody talking trash over a secondary like this? I wouldn't say a word. <laughs> He's dirty to be cut. Like what are you doing? Like Kirk oh. Cousins, like yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Talk that trash. Look, look at your secondary man. You running your mouth. 
Oh, anyway, the point is, the Floyd secondary is way better than Philly's. Kirk Cousins is not going to have the kind of day he had last week. But, you know, Minnesota has a pretty good defense, too. So it's going to be a close game. So come out to the fourth quarter, probably who has the ball last. It's a toss-up, in my opinion. Bob, how, how do you follow that up? That was that was hilarious. How do you follow that up? Why are you talking about my team like that, Trev? What's up, man? What's up? They're my team too, but I, I'm an honest fan. They, they were they were horrible. <laughs> you could you could leave the shit out of this and just focus on well, the Eagles portion. Well, the Eagles got a starting quarterback from Pitt. Why? He's How not doing anything. He's on the bench with a concussion. He's not even out there. How he got to the NFL, I never, I have, I have no idea. It was like, <laughs> I guess they got extra money. Don't know what to do with it, so we'll sign him. See? See? Man. That's that that so money. wrong. That is so wrong. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's just wrong. <laughs> Oh, that anyway, was, that, was, that was great. I'm sorry, that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, <sighs> wow. Oh, Lord. Oh, come on, go ahead, Bob. I, what, what, uh, how can you follow that up if you can? Anyway, Trev, um, you know, I really, I've been on Detroit's case all year. I didn't think they were very good. And I really was trying to will them to be bad, and they've proven me wrong pretty much every week. So I have to begrudgingly say, yes, Detroit, you're better than I thought. Now, on the flip side, Minnesota is actually a little bit better than I thought as well from the standpoint that I didn't anticipate Dalvin Cook just taking over that offense. I mean, he has been phenomenal for the Vikings offense. Um, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins are now BFFs. Because I think you're right. They probably had a steel cage match in the locker room. And, you know, they, they, had, they had to settle their differences, and now they all seem to be on the same page. But Minnesota's defense, to me, is the missing link or the weakest link. Um, and I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do as far as um, Stafford and those guys are concerned for um, Marvin Jones and everyone else for the Lions. So I'm, I'm a little off with Minnesota because I don't understand why Mike Zimmer's defense is not doing better than they are. You know, he's a defensive-minded coach, and I, I don't understand why his defense is struggling. His offense is really kind of keeping them in some of these games. Uh, but as far as Detroit is concerned, you know, I, to me, I just think it's the same old Stafford. You know, he'll get his yards, and, you know, Marvin Jones will get his yards. But they don't wow me. You know, carry on Johnson, you know, okay, he's there. But they're just – they don't have any uh, – they don't have any star power, I guess, for me to really pay attention to. So I don't really see them as a force. But they are very much a force in that division. So I do think this is a, a toss-up game. I wouldn't, you know, know really who to pick uh, except for I, I'm believing that 
Detroit probably has the edge just being at home. But since they're both dome teams, is that really an advantage? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because Detroit fans are there, but are they really, you know, rabbit fans like the Vikings fans? No. Um, so I don't know if that's enough to give Detroit an advantage. But I think ultimately Detroit will probably win this game. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I don't know. Dalvin Cook is just a monster. So, you know, he, he's just going to be – he might be the the – Missing link as far as having you know as far as far as you know <clears throat> you know as far as having the, the difference in the game because it's going to be a close game. Detroit Detroit's defense is actually pretty good. You know Trey Flowers, Slay Walker. You know they got some good pieces on that team, so it should be a great game, and I'm excited to watch that game on uh, Sunday on Fox. All right, guys, let's take a quick break to tell you that this is the Always 100 Podcast live on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. Those call at number 347-857-4368. Joined by my mom, Mona, and Martha Trevor. And you can find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by searching Always 100 Podcasts. With that being said, it is time, Bob. I hope you're ready. It is time for Throwback Thursday. And Throwback Thursday is brought to you by Mona Hall McKenzie, associate broker at Keller Williams Preferred Properties. If you're in the market to buy, sell, or invest in residential real estate or commercial real estate in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia, or Pennsylvania areas, call Mona at 240-883-6683, 240-883-6683, and she'll get the deal done for you. That's my mom, Mona Hall McKenzie at uh, Keller Williams Preferred Properties. So with that being said, Mom, take it away. Why, thank you, Quinn, for the great introduction. So in honor of Brock Osweiler retiring from the NFL, tonight's Throwback Thursday is all about the Houston Texans. So Wait a minute. Texans. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Brock Osweiler retired? Yes, he did. He retired today. Oh, oh okay. Cool. He okay. was, but he was okay. known more for his Denver exploits too, though. Right. That's I know. what I'm saying. I know, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's still in, it's, look. Osweiler could have beaten the Patriots when he was with Houston, and he didn't do it. So I think yeah, of him more as being a Houston person than Denver. If he wasn't a so. club, he could have beat him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Club, I was going to go with Uncle being Trevor on club, that one, yeah. Being he a was club, a scrub, being Bob. To be a good quarterback. <laughs> Look, we're, doing, we're talking about Houston, okay? It's Texas oh, night on Throwback oh Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Now, you ready to be stumped? Here we go. And what yeah, year did I, I, Houston Texas take the field for the first time, and who was their opponent? Trev, you go. Wow. Oh, oh maybe 2003. Um, I have maybe Jacksonville. I have no idea. Okay, Quinn, what's your guess? Uh, 2002 in Jacksonville. 
August 5th, 2002, the Texans lost the New York Giants 34-17 in the Hall of Fame game. Now, who was their first regular season opponent, and what was the score? Trev, you go first on this one again. Uh, I I don't know. How about uh, maybe Tennessee Titans, maybe 21 to nothing, Tennessee. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And Quinn, what's your guess? Was it the Dallas Cowboys? It was, it was the Dallas Cowboys, wasn't it? And uh, I, I think the Texans won that game, if I'm not mistaken. So Houston became the first NFL team in 41 years to win their first game as an expansion team by beating the Dallas Cowboys 19-10. to Boo! Very good for you, Quinn. Excellent. Wow. Good job, Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next question. Who, and this is a a softball question, so you should know this already. Who was the Texans' first ever draft pick and their first head coach? Uh, Quinn, you go first. Uh, The one, the immortal David Carr. Number one overall draft pick by the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Trev, who do you think? Oh, wait, Quinn. Who um who's the head first head coach? Uh Romeo Cornell. I'll go with the I don't know. Actually no, that's not that's not true. I don't know who the head coach was, actually. Okay. Trev, who's your guest? Yeah, I agree with Quinn on both. I it was David Carr, but I have no idea. Shan Gailey, who knows? Okay. That was a good, that was a good so, guess. That was a good guess. <laughs> on April the 20th, 2002, the Houston Texans selected quarterback David Carr from Fresno State. And Dom Capers was the Texans' first head coach. Uh, just in FYI, Vic Fangio was the Texans' first defensive coordinator. And, you know, Fangio is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos who are playing tonight. So, how about all that? Um, okay, next question. What player was the first player to be inducted into the Texans' ring of honor? Uh, Quinn, you go first on this one. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I'm honestly going to take my pick between – Andre Johnson or Arian Foster, I those two are really good Texans, and you know what? I'm gonna go with Andre Johnson because he he was terrific for them. Let's go, let's go with him. All right, Trev, what's your guess? Very good guess, Quinn. Unfortunately, Houston has been scrubbed from most of their existence. <laughs> so knowing who's going there in their ring of honor is not something on that. The, the mind of most NFL fans because they, they've been banned. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no idea. All right. So, on November nineteenth, twenty seventeen, wide receiver Andre Johnson was wow. inducted into the Texans Ring of Honor at NRG Stadium. Good. All right. So, we got Whoa. one more question. Who did the Texans play in the first ever Monday night football game played after the United States? Trev, you go first. You say you say out of the United States? 
out of the United States. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any idea. How about Denver? All right, Quinn, what's your de- your guess? Uh, it had to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, so the Jaguars are in here somewhere, so probably the Texans and the Jaguars or something. I don't know. On November 21st, 2016, the Houston Texans played the Oakland Raiders in Mexico City. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Raiders in Mexico City. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that game. Okay. And to wrap it all up, to date, the Texans record is 125 wins and 153 losses. Their playoff record is 3 and 5. Passing leader was Matt Schaub with uh, 1951 out of 3,020, 23,221 yards and 124 touchdowns. Uh, their rushing leader was Arian Foster. He had 100, I'm sorry, 1,454 attempts for 6,472 yards and 54 touchdowns. Wide receiver Andre Johnson had 1,012 receptions and 13,597 yards, 64 touchdowns. And their winningest coach was Gary Kubiak with a record of 61 wins and 64 losses. And that, my friends, is your Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday every week is brought to you by Mona McKenzie, the associate broker at Keller Williams. Once again, call Mona if you need to get the real estate deal done, 240-883-6683 to get the deal done. And you're listening to the Always 100 podcast live tonight on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. We've got three three more games to get to. Um and let, let, let's be honest here. Bob's been chopping at the bit to talk about this this entire week uh, because New Orleans and the New Orleans game and Baltimore game, we were, we're not going to have a lot to talk about, really, or at least less to talk about than this. So uh, let, let's just let's just get right into it. Mom, the Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night. Um, I don't know if you know this, Mom, but the Cow- the Cowboys. It, it, it ain't going so well for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Um, losers are three straight games to three above-average teams. Actually, the Jets, not really, but two above-average teams and a guy coming back from mono. You know, you got a defense. You got a defense problem. You got a dude playing quarterback who ain't got his money yet. You got a running back who has got his money, and he hasn't shown up just yet. He hasn't kicked it into high gear yet. You got a coach, people who are trying to high five people, and people are just walking right by him like he's not even there. It, it, it ain't going well for the Dallas Cowboys right now. But luckily for you, the Philadelphia Eagles got out here with this terrible secondary of theirs and just got embarrassed by Kirk Cousins. So you could so you could be the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Bob, and also I don't know if you know, Doug Peterson got out here talking about he guaranteed they're they're going to win the game. Uh, all that being said, Bo, the floor is yours. Philadelphia is plus three at your beloved Dallas Cowboys. The floor is yours. Get after it. 
So I think all of our troubles started when Dak Prescott was put on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the money issue, back late September. After that, everything started going way downhill. I mean, we actually, Quinn, you know, you asked me, Mom, why aren't you more hyped about this season? The whole Zeke holdout, just just everything, just all that energy that was on the holdout, and I just didn't feel right about this season. That's why I was never hyped. Yeah, we won three games. We put, you know, we beat Washington. Yay. Um, we also beat the Giants, and we beat the Dolphins. Okay. I wanted to see what happened when we played teams with playoff aspirations and real possibilities of getting into the playoffs. And just what I feared happened, we lost. And then we had the audacity to, le- to leave, no, to leave, to lose to the Jets. The Jets. I mean, seriously, can't beat the Jets. I mean, yes, they're a better team with Sam Darnold than they were with oh, poor Luke Falk, who got cut one, you know, he started one week, got cut right after that. So that was kind of messed up. But, uh, you know, Philly got the Luke Falk, we got the Sam Darnold. So, you know, we can't really say matching up-wise, you know, how Dallas matches up based on, you know, common enemy and, and play of the Jets um, team because they face somebody different. But I'm just – I'm beside myself because our defense, which was the highlight at one point, is atrocious. I mean, yes, we've got all these injuries to some very key players, but our defensive line, Demarcus Lawrence, where's he been? He has been MIA. He got his money, and that was about it. He, that was a wrap for him because he's done nothing. He's not playing hungry. He's not playing aggressive. You know, they are getting close to the quarterback, but they're not really settling in and, and sacking. Robert Quinn's doing a great job. He's like the only one that's really doing anything on that line. And now Tyrone Crawford is out for the year. I don't know who we plug in to take care of uh, his position. So the, the defensive line is trash. You know, we're, they're allowing people to run all over them. Our secondary is bad. Um, you know, Anthony Brown, to me, going back to his old ways. Byron Jones, I'm not sure. Yeah, he had a hip injury and had surgery, but he just seems very unsure of himself out there in the secondary now, like he's, you know, lost confidence, big holes. I mean, Jeff Heath is not playing the way he should be playing, although I never really thought he was a starter. But uh, we're, the, sec- the defense is just abysmal. Now it takes me to the offense. Offense is underachieving. You know, Zeke started off slowly because he's still not really, I don't think, in football shape, even though he should be now at, you know, week six, going into week seven. Uh, Dak has been running for his life ever since Tyron Smith got injured. Uh, they still haven't figured out how to protect him. I mean, and Dak was just getting just pummeled last week. I mean, I felt really bad for him. You know, Ice Bath will not be able to cure how much he got hit and just pummeled last week. Um, I'm surprised he's even up and walking because he, he got laid out many times. So I think that's affecting, you know, his throwing. I mean, he's throwing high. 
a lot of times, you know, rushing, throwing off his back foot. Uh, he's regressing as well. And, yeah, he should have signed that contract when he had the chance because now I would be surprised if Jerry just took it off the table. So, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's look at this again at the end of the season. Let's see how you actually do. So that could be part of what's happening with Dak, but I think it's really having to do with his line. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so many things, so many reasons for me to just be upset about the Cowboys. I, I really thought this could potentially be our Super Bowl year, but the further we get into the season, I'm like, it's just not in the cards. Unless we have a run and some of these players get up and start really acting like they want to be in the Super Bowl, we're just going to be another average, you know, 8-8 eight and eight team. Like we've been most of the time under Jason Garrett. So. Well, what do you think is going to happen for our control? What do you think is going to happen Sunday night? I mean, talk to us about that. Talk to us about Sunday night. Because I, I know you had to get all, all that out as far as the big picture. But what, what's going to happen in this game? Doug Peterson talking about he he y'all he, he basically called y'all out. So, y'all, y'all punks. Y'all ain't going to win this game. What y'all going to do about it? What, what, what are you going to say about Sunday night? Doug Peterson is not Jimmy Johnson. So, I don't know what he thought he was channeling. But his team is not of the caliber that Jimmy Johnson's teams were back when he did that in the 90s. So, you know, Peterson just needs to take a step back, okay? Has he looked at his uh, secondary recently? Uh, I don't think so. Don't be, you know, cash. You know, write and check that your defense certainly cannot cash. So, and I think it's funny that he's talking that trash and cut Zach Brown for doing the same thing with Kirk Cousins. What is that? What is going on? Philly is just a mess, too, in their own way. So, uh, what I think uh, Dallas can beat. Philly. Dallas can really beat any team if they do well, but we have got to get out to a fast start. If we get out to the slow start like we've been doing, it will be a long night. It's going to be one of those nail biters that I absolutely hate. Um, but I know Trev doesn't agree with this. I still think Dak is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Uh, Dak has actually beaten Carson Wentz several times. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Tyron Smith may actually be back. If Tyron Smith is back on Dak's blind side, that changes the whole complexion of our offense. Okay. So, get Tyron Smith back, shore up some of that stuff, you know, get some of these holes for Zeke and Tony Pollard to run through. We've got a different uh, game on our hands. Get Michael Gallup to actually, I don't know, catch a ball. You know, I don't know what that was against the Jets. He was just dropping everything. Amari may be able to play. We'll see. Although I had heard he was out, but they're talking about he may be able to practice on Friday. So I'm not sure what's going on with him. But we've got to well, have you other should, guys You should be thanking up. your lucky stars. That's what you should be. You should be think, saying, I, I hope Amari can play because you know what? At half speed, he probably could get 150 yards on Rasul Douglas. So you should be, you should be happy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is first they said he was going to be out. Then I saw an article today saying that um, he might be able to practice on Friday. So I'm like, okay, well, is he out or not? So I'm not sure what his status really is. Um, But, yeah, I would love for him to play. Absolutely. That was a a big piece of our puzzle that was missing against the Jets. When he went out, it's like the whole offense was deflated after that. 
so mm-hmm. we you've got to get downfield. We've got to get more than field goals. We've got to score touchdowns. Our defense has to show up and actually get in there and get some heat and sacks on Wentz. And then I think everything else takes care of itself. Oh, and uh, Maher actually needs to make field goals if we do need the field goals. That might actually wow. help us win the game. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Trevor, yeah. Uh, what, 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 what do you think about that, Uncle Trevor? Uh, what do you think about all that? I mean, Eagles secondary, like I said, I told you before how bad they are. But, you know, the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, even if he plays, he's not going to be able – to do much. So, and their other receivers don't really impress me much. Eagles are going to stack the line to, to stop the running game from, like everyone else does. And the line really isn't that good. They're a little bit overrated anyway. They can down over the line. They're going to stack the line, then they're going to probably blitz Prescott. And Dallas doesn't really have, they had Amari Cooper, they can make Philly pay, but they're not going to have him, most likely. So, you know, it's, and the Eagles' offense, like I said, Dallas' defense, like Mona said, is bad. They got a bad defense. And when the Jets, Sam Darnold and them just dominated them in the first half. And people can run. Green Bay ran. Sam Darnold passed. It, it's, it's bad. When you got a bad defense, you, you're not a good team. Because so Dallas doesn't have the offense to be able to outscore you, not consistently. So I – I mean, right now, I would still go with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are better together as a team than Dallas is. They, I mean, they, they didn't show it last week, cause, you know. But they're going to get up for Dallas. And I just don't think Dallas is going to have Cooper. And that's really going to be the difference. I mean, I, hey, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Dallas win. But they, I, I don't see it right now. I don't, I don't like their defense. Green Bay dominated them in the first half. The Jets dominated them in the first half. Basically, the only reason they didn't keep scoring is because they wanted to play conservative and slow it down. They probably could have scored, both could have scored 40 against Dallas. And that's their main problem. But most people are going to be looking at Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and not the offensive line and the defense. So I had to go with the Eagles, unfortunately. I don't like, I want to see trash talking like the, the the linebacker trash talk, and he, he now he's cut. Now the coach is trash talking. I like to see him get punished, but the Eagles would have lose. But I can't see. <laughs> I can't see it happen. <laughs> I um, I'm right there with you, Uncle Trevor. I I I just don't think the Cowboys are gonna have enough able bodies to play. I I think that's what it comes down to. Um, the Eagles secondary, we all agree. I mean, four-year-olds play better coverage than the Eagles secondary. I mean, it's just terrible. They can't. Mom, uh, you know it's really bad when your when your number one corner plays safety. Okay, that, that's <laughs> the Eagles secondary. The the best corner is a safety. I mean, the best cover guy is Malcolm Jenkins, who plays safety. Um, Russell Douglas, Jalen Bill, I don't Sidney Jones, I don't care who you put out there. You could put a you could put one of those construction codes in place of these corners and probably have a better shot. I mean, they can't cover anyone. <laughs> okay, this is this is ridiculous. I, you, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, Devontae Adams with turf toe had 156 yards in a quarter. 
you remember that game, right, bro? I was telling you, like, I do. This, this Green Bay should have been up thirty-five to three. I mean, really, they they should have killed this Philadelphia because that secondary was so bad. Nobody in the city of Philadelphia could cover it. I mean, th- I mean, you can take you can take the the owner of Geno Stakes in Philadelphia and put him at corner, and might have a better shot than Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible. They just can't cover anyone. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Avante Banks. We hope you're okay, but I mean, I I haven't seen defense this bad since the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, like like as far as covering concerned. Like, I haven't seen defense this bad since the Patriots and the Eagles played that Super Bowl. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, Green shirts were just running five yards, five yards clear of everybody. I mean, it, it was amazing. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, on two of those touchdowns, bro, Stephon Diggs had so much space, Kirk Cousins damn near overthrew him twice. He, over, he almost overthrew him twice. He had that much separation. Okay, like, that, you know, like, like if, if the Eagles secondary can't cover anything in the city limit of Dallas-Fort Worth, okay, they're going to lose by 40. I, and Dak Prescott could be average, and they'll lose by 40 if they can't cover better than this, okay? That would be the first – that would be my first thing. Second thing, hey, the Eagles can run the ball a little bit. Miles Sanders is cool. I like him. He's all right. Howard, he's all right. Uh Offensively for the Eagles, I mean, Carson Wentz is who he is. I mean, he's better than Dak, but uh, that's not saying very much. I mean, to me, because really, like if Dak, if Dak, the problem that I'm having now is if Dak wanted to get paid, like if Dak was going to get paid by the Dallas Cowboys, they should have paid him already. They should have gave him Carson Wentz money and gone about the business. But now it's like. I don't think they're going to pay him. I I, I don't think so. Um, so um, that that that's to be noted. Also, I feel like Zeke Elliott's about to turn up, Bob. I think your your wishes of Zeke Elliott to show up may may come true um, because yeah they're gonna yeah they're gonna try and stop um, they're gonna try and stop uh, Zeke Elliott from running the football and everything like that, but. I just don't think that, you know, if, if the Cowboys are going to win this game, Zeke is going to have to be an absolute all-world player like we all know that he can be. Um, but this game, to me, comes down to, you know, the game's in Dallas. That can mean something because Cowboys fans show up and they're very passionate. And I really want the Cowboys to win, but um, it's going to come down to who's able to play. And if – if the, well, the bottom line is, if you're down to 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 a left tackle or right tackle, two receivers, and corners on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, who do you expect me to pick? I mean, come on, like it's just it's just like who's like up and able to play at this point. I mean, it's not like I, I want the Cowboys to beat the hell out of the Eagles, but I just don't think if you're if you're if you don't have your if you don't have your players like. Your all your players healthy. It's gonna take. It, it's gonna take a miraculous, um, you know, showing from Dak Prescott. And unfortunately, this year against teams that matter. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. He he almost pulled it off against Green Bay. And he almost pulled it off against the Jets. 
and it came within a two-point conversion of tying the Jets game. But bottom line is he lost. So, um, you know, this this is just going to be a close game. You know it's going to be a close game. So um, right now, until I see the inactive list, I'm going to take Philadelphia plus three. And, you know, I, I, I want to be wrong about that one, truly. So that, that's just my thing on that. You got anything to say? No, I I just really just want to fast forward um, and just see who wins. I mean, because this is really going to be, I think, the ultimate test. You know, can Dallas bounce back with all these injuries? Is the next man up concept really going to work for us? You know, because we've got a lot of people in our roster, just like everybody else. Will our next man up be able to, you know, pull this off? I'm not so sure. But we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game. I mean, there, there's going to be hatred everywhere. If the Eagles and the Cowboys can't stand each other, yeah, there's probably going to be fights everywhere. You know, don't be surprised, Bob, with the NBC pans to the other, the pregame show, and NBC pans to the stadium that the referees are going to be given 15-yard penalties because the Cowboys and the Eagles want to beat the hell out of each other and have a steel cage match <laughs> right in the middle of AT&T Stadium. <laughs> Because they're probably going to beat the hell out of each other pregame. And they're probably getting all the field, beat the hell out of each other. And if the Cowboys win, the Eagles are trying to kick their butts before they get to the locker room. Okay? It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. There's nothing much else to talk about. They, they hate each other. And I love it. I, I absolutely love it. But right now, I'll take Philadelphia plus three. All right. Here we go. Two more games, and then we're going we're gonna to pick some games. And unfortunately, Bob, I don't know if you see the problem. Uh, I can't tell. I can't tell you what's going on in the pregame show because you know your your favorite your favorites just started to mess up our little setup here. So uh, we're we're leading you guys up to kickoff of Denver and KC from the Mile High City. We got two more games to go. Uncle Trevor, we're starting with you. The New Orleans Saints are at the Chicago Bears. Uh, one of the two marquee four o'clock games. Um, Bears are favored by three and a half. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, one team has a good defense and a satisfactory offense, and the other team has a good defense and a you know, non-existent offense. I guess you guys know where I'm going with this. New Orleans defense should be able to rattle the Bears quarterback, I forgot, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. How forgettable he is. Trubisky? Yeah. Mr. Mitch, another guy who lit, lit up Pitt in his college days. And now, <laughs> See? Here and we now, go. But now it's finding life much more difficult <laughs> when he's not playing Pitt. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I mean, I'm getting from all sides. victory in Chicago. Very another low scoring game like last week in Jacksonville. A similar type of game. Oh. Oh, oh man. I well, I'm gonna give your vocal cords a break so you can just process what just happened there. Um 
Oh, I know what just happened. And I know where you live, Trev. <laughs> hey, hey, look. Look here. Hey, look. The bottom line is, look, the bottom line is, Bob, he's got a right, though. He, 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 he lit up Pitt. He, he lit up Pitt. He also lit up Tampa Bay uh, one, one time in Chicago. Got through for six touchdowns. But Tampa Bay's defense is almost as terrible as the Maryland defense. Okay? So, you know, hey, I, there's not much to talk about when it comes to that. They stink. Okay, the Buccaneers' defense is terrible. So, at least they were last year. Uh, so, I don't care who the Bears' quarterback is. That Bears' defense is going to have to win the game for them. All, all, and all, all Teddy Bridgewater has to do is show up in Soldier Field and do exactly what he's been doing all this time while Drew Brees has been fast-tracking his thumb injury. Okay? All he needs to do is not screw it up because the defense, the Saints' defense is actually really good, uh, but we knew that already. Latavius Murray is not a scrub. Michael Thomas, I mean, we understand what, what he represents. Alvin Kamara may not even play, and I don't really think it matters, truthfully, because Latavius Murray's there. You know, Pro Bowl What's running back. Uh, apparently he didn't practice today. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what his what his issue is. I will try and get that for you. No, it's okay. I was I was just curious. Yeah, so it it just it is what it is with that. I mean, the Bears defense is going to show up and be absolutely terrific as they always are. Um, Khalil Mack is just it. He's just an absolute animal, and I love watching that guy. He is he's just awesome. So, I mean, he'll 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 wreck the game as far as you know as far as that goes. But this comes down to Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky. Who cares? The Bears don't have a quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. So, since you don't have a quarterback, you have no shot. Give me the Saints plus three and a half. Mom, your your turn. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say on this. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been doing so much better than I thought he was going to do. Uh, and I'm happy for him because uh, most people thought that if he can maybe eke out one or two wins while Breeze was recovering, that was a success. Well, I think he's got, what, three wins, maybe four so far? Uh, so that's all. Four no. Four no. Yeah. Yeah, so they've gotten a lot further along than they anticipated. Uh, so that makes it much that much easier for when Breeze actually does come back for them to – you know, march right into the playoffs. Uh, and the New Orleans defense is awesome, too. I hate to say it, but they are. So New Orleans is actually a very good team. Chicago is really very defensively heavy. And really, they sort of lean on one guy, which is, you know, Khalil Mack. Uh, so I don't, I don't see much of a challenge here, except for the fact that New Orleans is out of the dome and they're actually going to be – uh, let's see, in Chicago, I would suspect the temperature will be about the same in Chicago that, as it will be in Green Bay. So may not be as bad uh, for New Orleans as if they had played, you know, in December in Chicago. Um, but I, I think that New Orleans will definitely still win the game. Just, just, just remember, though, just, just remember, it, it, is a, it is a late afternoon slash night game. The sun yeah, goes down pretty quick. Yeah, so 
just just remember that. Like I could cause some issues as far as you know that goes. Um, you know, so that that's just going to be something to be mindful of. I I just truth truth be told, I just think the uh, I, nope. You're, you're right, mom. Same same as Green Bay is going to be probably come four or five. I mean, the low is going to be 55 in Chicago, so you know, high of 59. So I don't really think weather is going to be a problem just yet as far as uh, uh, Chicago's concerned. So uh, I, don't, I don't really think they should have much of an issue from that standpoint. All right, last game of the week. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens at Russell Wilson, who's the MVP of the league, in my opinion, and the 5-1 and one Seahawks. Very lucky 5-1, and one, but 5-1 and one nonetheless. Uh, let me – I'll just take this one. There's not a lot to talk about. All, all I need to know is can Lamar Jackson on a third down in Seattle with the game on the line make a throw? to either get the Ravens in field goal range to win the game or actually clinch a game for Baltimore when they're up by field goal. That's all I need to know. The answer is yes, Baltimore wins. If they don't, they're going to lose. And since he hasn't shown me that he can do that in a big game, give me Seattle. Because, quite frankly, Russell Wilson is playing out of his freaking mind. And it's unbelievable to watch every week. Like, this is crazy what he's doing. Like, you know, four more touchdowns. He's got 14 touchdowns and not a single interception. Not one. I mean, that's just that's just absurd. So, I mean, this comes down to Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. I mean, come on. That's, that's not even a conversation. Give me Seattle minus three and a half. Uh, Mom, what do you think? I'm a little conflicted about this game. I don't see it as an easy Seattle win. Um, I, I don't think Seattle will play as well as they have been playing though, against Baltimore. But on the flip side, Baltimore has not been playing up to their potential either, especially on the defensive side. So I don't know. I, I, I think Baltimore may have a problem being in Seattle because their fans are just so crazy. It's going to be difficult for Lamar Jackson to really excel unless they do practice, you know, silent counts and things like that, uh, he, he may definitely have a problem with the, the sound level in Seattle. But this is a very interesting game, and I almost really think it's a coin flip. I don't think that Seattle is so much better than uh, Baltimore that they're just going to just flat-out win. So it's a toss-up for me. It's, and I, but I think it's going to be a good game. I just don't think that Seattle runs away with it. Yeah, I mean, but you realize, if you, I mean, you said it's a toss-up. I mean, we're about to pick these games in just a second here. Uh, kickoff's about five minutes away. It actually, before Uncle Trevor goes, it actually gives me a good idea. Let's pick this Thursday night game real quick. Kansas City minus three at Denver. I got KC getting getting it done. I just don't believe Mahomes and KC are losing three in a row, especially since the Broncos can't score. Give me Kansas City, minus three. Mom, who do you have? I have KC. And Uncle Trevor. Kansas City. Cool. So a clean sweep for Kansas City. All right, Uncle Trevor. Uh, 
uh, get some quick remarks about uh, Baltimore and Seattle, and we'll pick these games here. Uh, I completely agree with my sister. It's a definitely a toss-up game. I mean, Seattle, Seattle's not going to blow anybody out from what I've seen. Most of the games are going to come down if they win the fourth quarter. I know that the, the game against the Rams and the game last week all decided in the fourth quarter. The game against Pittsburgh decided in the fourth quarter. So Cincinnati, I think that was a fourth-quarter game as well. They're going to win close games. Nobody, it's never easy going against Lamar Jackson, the guy who can run for 200 yards if he wanted to. That's never going to be easy. If he can throw the ball accurately and run, I mean, the offense really is hard to stop. And Baltimore's defense might not be as good this year, but um, with Lamar Jackson back there, it's a toss-up. It's all a matter of Seattle knows how to defend him. That's, that's going to be the key. Do, do, do they have a plan to defend him and not let him run wild? Because, you know, if they don't, they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I can't say you're wrong about that, to be totally honest with you. I, I think that's going to be just an unbelievable game, and that, that'll be on TV on Fox down here. And rightfully so, because that that's going to be a game you you want to sit down and watch. And it's going to come down to the fourth quarter because, like you said, Seattle doesn't blow anybody out. And at least two of those games they should have lost, quite frankly. So, hey, give, give props to Seattle. I mean, some years you win close games, some years you, you lose close games. And in Seattle's case, they're winning close games. All right, that is the throwback. Uh, that's uh, sorry. So this week's edition of the game preview segment on the Always One Hundred podcast, and I remind you to find the show on Spotify and iTunes by searching Always One Hundred podcast. But the game's about to start in about a minute or two. Here we've all picked KC. My dad won again last week because I was stupid enough not to write a score, or I would have won. So I just unbelievably stupid on my part. So uh, we're gonna try and not. Uh, we 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 decided to take care of that. Thirty-five uh, seventeen is my score of the Monday night game, and I think we already know who I'm picking. So we'll get that pick out the way right now. I'm picking New England minus ten at the Jets Monday night. Okay, let's start on Sunday. Uh, a toss-up game already, folks. The L.A. Rams are at the Atlanta Falcons. If anybody has a clue who's going to win this game, let me know. The, the Rams are favored by three. I, I, I don't know. Bob, do you know? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to pick the Rams. Yes, I'm picking the Rams. <laughs> Oof, that was hard. Uh, Uncle Trevor, uh, do you have any ideas winning this game? I'm sorry. Who are the man playing? I'm sorry. At, at the Fox, at Atlanta. Oh, no, Atlanta's quit. They, Atlanta don't care anymore. They, they, their coaches <laughs> all got to have his office. He got 80% of his office already packed up. They wait for the phone. Oh, man. Rams, Rams by four touchdowns. Oh no! In front of about ten thousand fans, 
I'll make it a clean sweep. I'll, I'll, I'll pick the Rams. I'm not real confident about it. But Atlanta's defense is just absolutely horrible. It just It's just so bad. So, I mean, their defense as a whole is bad. Philadelphia's secondary is atrocious. But Atlanta's whole defense is terrible. So, I mean, there's that. So, we're, we're, we're in agreement on the Rams here. Buffalo hosting the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I mean, stop it. I, I, the spread is 17. I really just want to lock this, but I'm not going to do it. The spread's too high. Give me Buffalo minus 17. I'm going to be one guy out of Buffalo. Who's going to join me? Uncle Trevor, you going to join me on this Buffalo? I mean, I'll pick Buffalo, but, you know, I can't even see Buffalo scoring 17 points, really, with that, with that <laughs> offense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> offense is bad, but I'll take Buffalo to win. Yeah, Bob, uh, triple play. I'm picking Buffalo. Although Four. I actually thought Miami should have won last week, hmm. but I'm picking Buffalo. That was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So three people on a Buffalo at Orchard Park here on Sunday. The Jaguars minus three at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and minus Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, but who do you have, though? Uh, wow. That's another tough one. Two bad teams. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and pick Cincinnati at home. Whoa. Uh, Uncle Trevor? Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville minus three. Mom, simply put, Cincinnati's just awful. They're just not very good, okay? Like, yeah, well, Jacksonville, you know what? Jacksonville should you have know, won that game right. against Actually, yeah. what am I talking about? I got DJ Chark. I got, yeah, you know what? I got to pick for GP. I got to pick Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. There might be some disagreement on this pick. Minnesota minus one at Detroit. Uh, Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Uh, Detroit, because they're at home. Yeah. Mom? I hate picking Detroit, so I'm picking Minnesota. Uh, I, I, hate, I hate picking both of these teams, but get, give me the Vikings. Just simply put, they're just better. Not, not a lot better, but they're better. Give me the Vikings, minus one. Oakland at the Green Bay Packers, who are favored by six and a half. Give me Aaron Rodgers because he's at home, bottom line. Uh, Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Green Bay. And, Mom, come on. You're not going to pick Oakland, are you? While I would love for Oakland to win, I'm picking Green Bay, hoping Oakland will win. Yep. Houston at Indy Sunday. Houston. Plus one, I will take the Texans. Plus one at Indianapolis. Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Indianapolis. And Mo. I'm picking Houston. Wow, so you and I are together on this one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so, uh, okay. Hey, Mom, do you have a coin? Do you have a coin on you? Because because the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> and the New York Giants are playing. This, this one, you might really want to flip a coin. 
you know what? I like Kyler Murray more, more than Daniel Jones. Arizona plus three, please. Mom, who do you have? Well, I don't like the Giants, so I'm picking Arizona. Oh, you're just doing that on GP. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you're just doing that on. You're just doing that on principle, anyway. Uh, Trevor, who do you have? Giants. Giants. Yep. Okay. Of course you do. It's in New York. Yeah, it's in New York too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. It's in New York. Uh, I just can't pick them. I just won't pick. You them. know what? How about? I, oh, I don't know. The Giants' defense is not very good. I, it's really not. But is the Cardinals' defense that good? No. So, oh, I this, this one might be a Sunday at twelve fifty-eight. I change this pick. I, I I'll take for right now on Thursday night. I'll take Arizona plus three. San Francisco, my lock of the week, uh, minus 10 against the Redskins. The Redskins should have lost that game against the Miami Dolphins. If the Miami Dolphins weren't completely incompetent, they were going to – the Redskins <laughs> were going to drop to 0-6. Okay, that was the worst two-point conversion I've ever seen in my life. I, I mean, the, the, the Dallas two-point conversion was the worst one. One, because the guy was being held. And two, I mean, if, if, you, did, if you just did, did smart stuff – uh, Jamal Adams gets blown up by Zeke Elliott running as a blitzer, and Dak may actually have a chance to, like, you know, I don't know, throw an accurate pass to Jason Witten, who's, like, right there just waiting for the pass. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. It never should have gotten to that point because we had a touchdown call back with a stupid pick play. Yeah. But anyway, no, don't that, get me yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, lock of the week, San Francisco, minus 10 at FedEx Field which will be invaded by the entire city of San Francisco. Uh, give me the 49ers, <laughs> minus 10. Bob, uh, obviously, I mean, we're not even going to bother asking you. Uh, Uncle Trevor, who do you have? Mm, I mean, I'll, I'll pick San Francisco. I don't like the point spread. Yeah. I'll pick San Francisco. Uh, there are people a little bit yeah. going crazy on them. We'll see how they react to it. Well, I mean, they, they, Jared Goff threw for 78 yards last week because of exactly. that Exactly, and their heads might swell up now. Their heads, oh, their heads might swell up a little bit. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, I was listening to a pundit who actually is out in San Francisco, and he was saying that everyone thought that they would be good this year. So everyone out in that, that area really felt that the 49ers had – jumped that hurdle, and they've gone to the next level. So we're seeing the fruits of what they've been doing now. So maybe they're not getting big-headed. Maybe they're just good like that. So. Good. I mean, we'll hey, look, it doesn't matter oh, who you no, play. That's the, good. The, 49ers, yeah, the 49ers are 5-0. and 0. It doesn't matter who they play. They're 5-0. and 0. And You don't apologize for winning. You know, so – and also, Kyle Shanahan, revenge tour game. Jimmy G is going to go off. I, I just – I love the 49ers. Minus 10. It's a little high, but the Redskins are just an abomination, and they stink in every conceivable way you could think of. So there's that. The L.A. Chargers, uh, they, you know what? They're playing so bad, we might have to call them San Diego again. The San Diego Chargers are at the Tennessee Titans, who just benched their quarterback. Um, Bob, you still got that coin over there with you? You still got that coin there? Uh, hey, I'm, I'm going for a tie on this one, man. I, I, I just know. don't know. Uh, who cares? I just 
I'm picking Tennessee just because they're home. Uncle Trevor, Tennessee, any any indication? Um, I mean, Tannehill is probably better than Mariota. So I'll pick Tennessee. Yeah, uh, Tennessee for no reason at all. I I don't know, Tennessee. Uh, uh, Yeah, I I guess. They've got Derrick Henry. They've got, so he's good. Um, He will help as well. We're just gonna we're just gonna forego that game because who cares? Um, the two games that the games that do matter though the Saints at the Bears give me the Saints plus three and a half. Mom, who do you have? I'll take the Saints. And Uncle Trevor. Saints. And a clean sweep on the Saints. Mom, Baltimore at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle plus three and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to say Baltimore in an upset because I don't think Seattle's as good as advertised, but they're at home, so I'm really conflicted. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and stick with Seattle because they're at home. Yep, and because Lamar Jackson hasn't shown me in a big game he could throw the ball on third down, I'll take Seattle minus three and a half. So, and, and... uh, Bob, obviously Dallas. Well, wait, hold on, Uncle Jordan. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't pick that game. Sorry about that. But, uh, Seattle and Baltimore. <laughs> Who you got? Baltimore. Baltimore. Cool. So I'll take Baltimore. Uh, I I'll take Seattle, and you got Baltimore. You and Bob have Bob. You have Seattle. I have Seattle, and Uncle Trevor is Baltimore. Uh, here we go. Dallas and Philadelphia. Bob. Obviously, we know who you're picking. This is your team. You're picking Dallas minus three. Not real confident about it. Um, Uncle Trevor, you, you teased it earlier. Who you he's got? He's picking Philly. Yeah, I, I got to. Without yeah. the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me. Me too, Mom. I, I, got, I got to. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know who on Dallas is going to be eligible. I'm Not one eligible. woman on a star. Yeah. I mean – and I ho- and, and honestly, me and Uncle Trevor both agree. We hope we're so wrong about this, but uh, yeah, I'll take Philadelphia plus three. And finally, don't bother asking me. Already, New England minus ten at the Jets. I'll take I'll take that. And I, you know what? Heck, I, I I'll lock this one too because uh, our defense is playing unbelievable. If we if we get our offense to do. If we get our offense to show up and stop starting so slow, we're going to kill the Jets. Um, you know, we're just better. The Patriots are on a roll here. I'll take New England minus 10. Mom, who do you have? I'm picking New England, but it would be just like New England to let the Jets beat them. It sure would, wouldn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. sure would. Uh, Uncle Trevor? Upset. Special number two. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Back to Seriously. Destructions of Dallas and New England. Oh, Sam Donald boy. takes over New York. <laughs> I thought I liked you. I thought I liked you. <laughs> yeah, now you understand, Quinn. Uh-huh. They're going to come after Brady. And they're going to hit him. So so what is our defense supposed to do with Sam Darnold? 
I mean, our defense is just going to fall apart against Sam Darnold. I mean, oh, no. I like him. I mean, I, mean, I like him. I mean, yeah. How would Sam Darnold, this is his time. He's going to be the new star of that division. He's taking over for Brady. Tomorrow, Monday Ooh. night is coming out. Monday night is coming out party. Wow. Oh, it would be like the Jets to beat the Patriots, but uh, we, I, no, not it, it, in a in a year or two when Tom retires, maybe yes. But at this current moment. I'm sorry. The greatest of all time plays in that division, and Sam Darnold is uh, a, a distant number two. So, now um, Sam Darnold can show us something. Like, I'm, I'm, I, that wall is approaching. It's like coming at Brady. It was like five miles an hour last year. Now it's coming at him about 35 miles an hour. Oh, Lord. Gosh. It's a oh, you wide, know what? wide wall, brick wall. You can't afford oh, it. It's coming boy. straight for you. Oh, boy. Oh, it's a wall and not a cliff. It's, it's not the cliff. It's a wall. Is that what well, you're saying? Well, I can take a brick wall. I can take a brick wall instead of a cliff, okay? You know what? No. Fine. Yeah, it's no. a brick wall. It's 20 feet oh. high. It's, it's wide as a high country. Brady can't oh, avoid you it. You know what? <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyway, you know what? And on that note, that is the Always 100 Podcast. Find the show. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Search Always 100 Podcasts. We're, we're going to get off before we start saying four-letter words here. Uh, good, good night, good night, guys, for the Always 100 Podcast. How about podcast. them Cowboys? We're going to win. Woo! See you next week, y'all, on the Always 100 Podcast.